Welcome to the latest episode of Apple at Work. My name is Bradley Chambers. I'm your host, as always. This week, I have uh, Alcir from Mosul back on the show to talk about all things WWDC and uh, Apple and the Enterprise. Alcir, welcome back to the show. Hey, Bradley. It's great to be here again. Thanks for inviting me. The week of WWDC, I had... Um, Jason Detburn on from Adigy. We, we were kind of in the moment looking at kind of the, you know, quickly what Apple had released. Some of it still had yet to become. So now that we've had a few weeks to decompress, read the docs, see what's coming uh, this fall with managing Apple devices, I thought it'd be good to have you on. Obviously, your team is, is kind of, I'm sure, knee deep into uh, the, the new changes. So we just want to talk about it and say like, all right, what's what was announced? What was important? What's the end, end result? So first thing I want to talk about um, is is rapid software update. And so and this is not exclusive to the enterprise, but I think there is an aspect of the enterprise that's important. It's where uh, Apple can release software updates that essentially are almost installed behind the scenes and then don't require a device reboot. And I, I think, you know, It'll be remain to be seen how often this is used. It'll be on iOS and macOS. Uh, obviously, there are some ways for IT professionals to either disable this on their machines or to block users from disabling this on their machines. But uh, from your from your uh, research so far, how how important do you think this is going to be for security? Yeah, I believe it's super important. And actually, every time we have a new OS version coming, one of the main uh, uh, topics of interest for me is basically software update. Uh, we know how critical is that. We know how how the importance continues to grow, and we have more and more customers uh, looking for uh, a really easy way to make sure uh, their devices are running the version they want and on the period they want. So it's great to see that Apple continue to release new features uh, on software update and. Uh, the, the 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 rapid software update or the rapid security response is a super important one because it's actually silent. Uh, it will run if not disrupting the user, and will ensure that security updates are enforced. Uh, and normally, those are updates that are addressing vulnerabilities uh, or other critical things. That of course, uh, it's not. Uh, a preference is a necessity and we want to have our computers running uh, on that the last version so I believe it's super important we also see a lot of that coming from uh, our hardened compliance tools when we have customers uh, monitoring that and 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 we know how enforcing the security updates is, is highly important so uh definitely something to celebrate here especially uh, if we look at that as a security improvement this episode of apple at work is sponsored by hexnode hexnode uem offers an award-winning unified endpoint management solution for android ios windows mac os tv os and even fire os devices so regardless if you're deploying android phones android tablets Digital signage using Apple TV and you know Amazon Fire Sticks, Hexnode is a great solution for you. Hexnode is one of the most trusted enterprise security solutions worldwide that combines multiple security features into a single console so you can manage everything from one environment. Sign up for a free trial today with Hexnode to find out how you can reinvent device management. Check the links in the show notes and get started today. Well, you know, this is something that has changed a lot um, in my time in Apple and the enterprise. I mean, you think about it used to be 
you know, companies used to have their own software update server and things were really kind of deployed slowly. And, and you know, IT professionals in some ways, you know, used to would hate rolling out updates because updates change things. Updates create new variables that maybe you hadn't tested for. And that's really uh, kind of flipped to where now it's like get on the latest version, you know, and, and it, you know, Apple uh, and, and you know, peripheral manufacturers and also app developers, they've done a good job of, where you could run the newest OS on day one and generally just things don't break like where it's like yeah. mission critical. Maybe there's a little quirk, a little, a little minor bug, but you don't see the major show stopping bugs. So I think you now at the point where it's like when there's a new version, get on it in some ways as quick as possible. Uh, and Apple's, you know, has a nice long beta period. So these kind of big enterprise tools can, can spend the summer getting updated. And I think we're just seeing, because Apple has growing so much in the enterprise, yeah. it's really not feasible for companies, you know, software companies to say, hey, we don't support the latest version. Because you know, what's going to happen, that latest version is going to come out and a company is going to buy 100 of them. And if, a, your soft, if your software doesn't work on it, it's they can't use it. Yeah, it's a really interesting point. Uh, you are uh, a veteran on this market and you, I believe you could see all the different phases uh, in like the evolution of the MDM or uh, organization uh, on a device that should be managed or at school level or company level. And I, I'm sure you remember when the zero day or the... I, Initially, it was the day one uh, uh, support, right? So you had MDM the, uh, the developers come and say, hey, we are ready on day one. Uh, then we had the evolution to day zero, what basically means that we were releasing uh, things in production a little bit ahead of what we expect would be the release date. So we could just make that available immediately. And now we are actually releasing things uh, just one, two days after they are announced. So we here at Mozo had several releases already for the, the, the new, the new uh, capabilities. Uh, of course, we put a label there that's just for the new OS and it's a beta thing. But we have been releasing uh, a lot. And if we see what we have for this year and what we have already released or we finished the development and it's just in final uh, testing here, we probably already covered 85% of what's coming, uh, of course, what's already available in the current version of the beta. So it's amazing. It's amazing how the market's evolving. It's amazing how Apple customers are year after year getting a much better uh, uh, support in terms of uh, understanding, testing, and piloting uh, new new uh, OS versions and new capabilities on 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 the management side or security side ahead and being one hundred percent red on their one. Yeah, it's. I think this is some of it is is Apple as bad as this sounds, and I've complained about it in past podcasts. We're like, I don't. The, it used to be a generally an 18 month um, OSN release cycle. You would, I mean, you was you didn't have these annual upgrades where every fall you're getting a new one. Uh, this was again, this was back in the days when Apple charged for an operating system upgrade. Probably many people listening to this podcast that can't even imagine. I mean, I used to have to pay like $179 for a new version of OS 10. Uh, eventually, it got down to 30, and then it became free. But um, you know, things have changed a lot, and because you went such a long time in the in the operating system cycle, the new one broke things more because it did more. And well, now there's more like it, it's kind of OS 10 or Mac OS is almost turning into this like Chromebook style OS yeah. where there's just like 
kind of continual evolution rather than a revolution. Yeah. But I think from an IT perspective and an end user perspective with like usability, I think a slow, gradual change on things is much better than this like, okay, boom, a new one drops 18 months later, things are completely different because ultimately people don't want things to change for the sake of change. And I think this is where Apple's done a nice job yeah. um, uh, kind of, you know, being you know, a good partner in the enterprise. Um, one, of the, one of the other new things that we saw um, really last year, and it's kind of continued to evolve, is around declarative management. Yeah. But from Mosul's perspective, what's going to be the big change this year? Great. So when I first heard about declarative management years ago, that was, that was great. So it, it's definitely a big evolution on the way uh, the MDM protocol works. Uh, if we get the current model, uh, that's not, yeah, the declarative. So, like, what the companies are running today, uh, it's ultra heavy on the MDM side. So, everything we want to automate uh, or any condition we want to use to trigger another policy or any thing we want to run uh, based on time intervals or a, spe- a specific time and date, that also creates a lot of load for our infrastructure and of course a load will always translate regardless how efficient you can be we always translate in more infrastructure costs uh, and also in some moments uh, a little loss in speed what we don't want for our customers so there is a lot of work on the MDM side to, to make sure that all those automations are running and when we learned that we could share uh, part of their responsibility uh, with the device itself and having the des- device helping us uh, to, to make the management of when something should be applied or when uh, something should not be applied that that brought us like uh, a really nice expectation about what we can do in the future and how we can make things even faster uh, so last year when we got the first production version of uh, the creative management of course we embraced everything immediately but still a little bit restricted because just applied to uh, using enrollment uh, and it's great to see this year coming to uh, device enrollment and also coming to the other platforms uh, like Mac uh, so super super happy with that evolution and of course we have high expectations in terms of uh, uh, how that will continue to evolve uh this year uh, we had some important introductions there i believe the main one is actually uh extending from user enrollment to device enrollment and also also to to other uh, platforms uh but also the app status for me it's a big one so being able to just know individually the status of each app uh and and I don't know if customers understand what that means, but I'm sure all the MDM providers are celebrating that because uh, so far the way we had to know if a specific app was there or what was the status of a specific app was extremely heavy. And we had to to have a, to make like a heavy query and just break that information down. And of course, we want to update that information as often as possible. So every time we, we want a new update, we need to run that heavy uh, task again. So 
uh, we have high expectations here about the app status, uh, and I believe that will help uh, us and, of course, the customers in a material manner. Uh, it's also nice to see the introduction with the password profile uh, of the compliance status that will also help us with some other automation. Today, what we know uh, is if the profile is installed or not. And of course, it's we should it's 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 understandable to assume that if the profile is installed that should be enforced but also knowing the compliance uh status after that installation will add a lot of additional information and certainty uh what is highly important especially in security uh, uh tasks so super excited with those three points uh on the creative management uh and i hope that uh apple will continue to add more possibilities and expanding that as quick as possible and we'll be here ready to embrace it. This episode of Apple at Work is sponsored by Collide. Collide is an endpoint security solution that uses the most powerful untapped resource in IT, the end users. Old school device management tools like MDMs force disruptive agents onto employees' devices that slow performance and treat privacy as an afterthought. Collide does things differently. Instead of forcing changes on users, Collide notifies your team via Slack when their devices are insecure and gives them a step-by-step instructions on how to solve the problem. By reaching out to employees via a friendly Slack message and educating them about company policies, Collide can help you build a culture in which everyone contributes to security because everyone understands how and why to do it. For IT admins, Collide provides a single dashboard that lets you monitor the security of your entire fleet, whether they're running on a Mac, Windows, or Linux. That visibility makes it easy to prove compliance to your auditors, customers, and your company leadership. You can meet your compliance goals fast by putting users first. Visit collide.com slash apple at work. Again, that's collide.com slash apple at work to find out how. That's C-O-L-I-D-E dot com slash apple at work. Thanks to Collide for sponsoring the show this week. Well, and I, I, I we said this a few minutes ago. There's part of me that feels like there's a streamline being created here between the, the machine and the MDM. So there's there's less of a what's the word uh, picking up a phone call and expecting someone to answer. And now it's more of like the phone's always available. Yeah. There's an intercom available. You can just freely talk back and forth. It's it's like you're in the same room sort of thing. Yeah. I, I believe it would be nice with the phone call uh, uh, analogy. I believe we could compare that in some moments with sending like a letter uh, and waiting a response. <laughs> uh, and so it's, it's, it's great to have this idea where uh, uh, you have that communication open. And it's not only communication that's open. I, I believe, to be really fair here, communication with the device has been way, way better year after year. So when we looked at the letters after years ago, but I believe that has been evolving to uh, a phone call and, and then like a Zoom call. And I believe what we do now, it's actually getting to a stage where you don't need to be sending instructions all the time. You're just sending like the concept of what you want to do and you have the device working for you while you don't even need to be monitoring that. Uh, so yeah, that helps a lot. That helps a lot. Uh, and that unleashes some possibilities that uh, in terms of performance, speed or additional automation that maybe were not doable in the, the past and will become possible with the creative management. So great. Just, just, just have to celebrate here. Just uh, it seems like one of those like 
foundational enhancements that's going to be you know building on for a decade to come. Um, you know, but uh, yeah. so manage device attestation. I, I use that yeah. phrase for somebody. They said that's my new favorite word. Uh, what kind of impact do you see this um, making for for people from a security perspective? Yeah, I believe uh, it has some different angles where that can can help. I believe the first one, and, and of course the basic one, uh, is giving us MDM providers uh, better information about that hardware, making sure that the hardware we are talking to is actually that device. And I know that or, or I don't know if customers understand, like, why is that important? Like, yeah, that's the serial number X, uh, Y, Z. Uh, it, that's not what happens in all the cases. We do have cases where we find duplicate serial numbers and things like that. And normally that also can be created when you have uh, you have a broken device that was uh, signing for being fixed and parts from another device were used. Things like that can happen. And in the end of the day, we never know what's the real device. So uh, making sure that we know what device we're talking to and we know for sure the OS version running on the device at the time will be highly important for us to to make sure we are managing. And of course, when we talk about manage, it's not only restricting. I believe the idea of manage to restrict is an old idea. Uh, I believe the idea now is manage to empower the device. So when we can trust the device, we can be way more comfortable with uh, uh, empowering that device by installing uh, uh, elements that would be necessary for authentication and things like that. So that will add a lot in terms of uh, 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 security for for us as an MDM provider. And also when we bring the ACME uh, 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 protocol and Apple kinds of create that standard for uh, that, that certificate, that will also help customers to adopt something that would be more standard. Uh, and the device is prepared better. We see different customers using different strategies to replicate that, a similar idea, uh, installing certificates on device for different authentications on internal systems or network. So having a standard way supported by the OS in a native manner with the device information, the device attestation being part of that and being done by Apple itself, it adds a lot of confidence that that is an information that can be used by customers for critical access uh, and also creates a standard so customers uh, can have more confidence that, that that's the right way to do that kind of confirmation on Apple device. And if they do that, that will probably uh, give them the result they're expecting. Well, and I think you're seeing here too, this is the benefit of the tight integration hardware software that Apple brings, um, that these things can get, you know, see, they can seamlessly do things like this and then not have to, convince everybody else to integrate it uh from a on the on the hardware side yeah um lastly there's you just and i think you you all have been looking at this a lot i think you all are, are heavily integrated with google workspace and yeah. um and i think apple's finally having to see the light here where google workspace is not going away and, and google can meet apple's enemy in the consumer world but in the business world google workspace is critical to uh, you know, many organizations. I've not seen market share on Google Workspace versus Microsoft 365, but uh, it's certainly going to be comparable. I mean, I don't know many companies now. Uh, just that's that, those are the default option. There's really not much um, 
another option to pick for email. And then very, very few companies now are hosting their own mail servers. And um, so we're seeing some Apple just again, continue with some single sign on upgrades and, and Google workspace integration for, on the protocol side. What was your take on the announcements uh, as it impacts to Mosul? No, I believe it's great. As you said, we, we, integrate in a really heavy manner uh, not only with Google but with Microsoft as well like uh, what we definitely see from all customers is a high percentage of them are using Google or Microsoft it's it's hard to find customers not using any and when we we check it we also learned that some customers are using both what in the initial moment for me was like how someone is using both and then we learned that we do that here as well uh, we are running for example email on 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 Google, but we also uh, are running Microsoft 365 to help us with another uh, corporate access uh, that we may be using. So by having Apple embracing those two uh, and facilitating the creation of the managed Apple ID and automating that with federation, it's another important step. And in the end of the day, that will only make Apple device even better with Google and Microsoft. Uh, on the other side, is also positive for Google as well because uh, it's it's making uh, uh, Google solutions better for customers using Apple device, and we know that it's it's the device that's definitely growing faster than any other one, uh, and it's important for those companies to have. Uh, Apple customers uh, using their solutions correctly as well. So definitely a win-win situation. It's great for Apple. It's great for Apple customers. It's great for Google. Great for Google customers. And we just hope to continue to see more integrations and, and making sure there are native ways for our customers and for us to help them to use all the different solutions different providers are using in a way where the technology will not be blocking them to do something they want just enabling them to do that. Well, you know, you made a great point there. Um, it's about what's best for customers. And I think that's a, it's an interesting way to think about it. When you say, you know, if you're from Apple's perspective, you're from Google's perspective, you may not, Google would obviously prefer everybody, everybody to use Chromebooks. Um, Apple, I don't know what they want people to use. They don't have a product. Uh, maybe not Google, maybe Microsoft 365. I don't know. But I think if you say like, is it, is it, and you say, like, you know, we want to build for customers, not what's best for our business and our strategy, but what's best for customers. And it makes sense for Apple to really continue and looking at, you know, the, the Google Workspace integration on the managed Apple ID side. It just makes sense for them, both companies to lean in, um, maybe not loving the uh, not loving the relationship, but like it's best for customers. Yes, and I, I can I can definitely say based on my experience here, of course, that uh, all those companies uh, they they have their vision. So we, of course, we work uh, a lot on the Apple space here. So there is a lot of communication with Apple, uh, but we also have a lot of support from from other companies. We are like I have monthly calls with Google Enterprise team. And, and the goal for those calls is really, hey, how the Google team can enable you, Mozo, to make Google solutions better on 
the Apple device as well, because we understand that our customers should be free to use the device that they prefer. Uh, we understand that Apple device are phenomenal enterprise. So our job here is to empower uh, customers to use the device they want in the best way they can with our solution. So just by having that support for me, it's, it's mind blowing. Like I, I remember in the past uh, when we, we kind of, had to pick one side. Hey, if you're just work with Apple device, so like you cannot do anything, Google, and that's definitely not the case today. We, as an Apple specialized uh, endpoint software company, have a lot of support from from Google uh, and Microsoft to enable their solutions for Apple customers as well. And the only the thing that this will achieve is a better experience for customers. So, and by being happy, customers will, of course, continue to use the solutions they like. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great way to put it. Um, it's, it really sounds like we've got a, we got a lot of nice incremental upgrades uh, that the MDM vendors are, have been are excited about. There seems to be nothing that was, was a negative, that was a regression. Uh, it seems like it was just continual steps forward. And allowing, I mean, what, I think what you're seeing here in the MDM industry is the MDM is now becoming kind of the base layer of management. And then companies are building services uh, and experiences on top of the MDM to kind of, you know, separate, separate themselves out. And, and that's really important that Definitely. Apple continues to build a strong foundation of the MDM protocol to ensure that like the Apple experience at work is always great. But then, then the MDM vendors get to like kind of do their secret sauce on top of it with endpoint security, better yes. app management, you know, different automations. That seems to be where the innovation is happening. Yeah, we say that here uh, uh, and we're really vocal about that right now. And, and we have been uh, watching that evolution during the past years. Uh, I mean, the MDM initially was the end goal. So customers uh, and uh, and also ourselves were using MDM tools uh, as the main goal for the customer. So that's what they want. And and the transition that happened put the MDM not as the end goal anymore, but a medium. And it became a tool to empower actually other tools. And if you see, for example, in our case, uh, we have been building so much on top of the MDM and we have been improving uh, other uh, solutions using MDM. So Endpoint Secured, as you mentioned, is one example. We have that expertise in Apple. We have all the convenience that MDM gives us. We have full knowledge of the device because we are deploying the device and we are actually having uh, uh, some sort of management device before the user is touching the device. So all of that can help so much on any point security and achieve so much more than when you are doing that as an independent solution that's just landing on that device and at any given moment without knowing what happened before, without knowing uh, what's happening there. Uh, the same we are doing with uh, online uh, security and privacy, having uh, all the tools on the MDM to automate enforcement to make sure we can have a great balance between knowing uh, the access on the device, but also enforcing uh, a privacy, uh, enforcing uh, that in other layers of the device, uh, for example, enforcing on, on other browsers that will not respect the system decision for content filtering. That all come from the MDM and for our customers, deploying that with solutions that are making that integration, uh, they actually don't even see the difference. They press a button and things just work. There's no extra configuration. There's no extra concern. Like, hey, 
making sure all devices are running content filtering is just one button. You don't need to go download another app, uh, install network extensions, ask users to log in. So you are completely right on that. Like seeing MDM right now as this this base uh, layer where we can build on top of that and making sure that when always integrated, the experience will be uh, really superior is is the main goal, and uh, I believe the main MDM providers on the market are following that path. And every time we add a new block to that puzzle, like things will just get better for customers. We are not even calling Mozo an MDM company, an Apple MDM company anymore. We see ourselves as an Apple unified platform company because what we do is it's it's so much more than MDM, but we see MDM on everything we do. There is piece of MDM on endpoint security. There's important piece of MDM on content filter. There's important piece on app, app, app uh, installation and, and, and patching uh, uh, privilege management and everything else. And we still have a really busy roadmap here for the next years with other areas where MDM can enable us to do something way better than an independent provider can do. Well, I think it's a great way to think about it is like these building blocks, building blocks. And then kind of like MDM is the, again, to go back to it, it's like your house and it's the, everybody has the foundation and it's like yeah. what you do with the rest of it is, is where your unique selling point is. Yeah. Um, I'll see Thanks for coming on the show this week. We've got a lot of fun things ahead this fall. Um, I, I'm, you know, I'm already running the betas and a lot of fun. Um, I'll be ready for the final versions to come out and I can, you know, I can stop having bugs. Like, you know, it's one of those things where I always joke that I haven't had a stable phone in the summer in about 10 years. Uh, maybe one yeah. of these days I'll stop running the betas, but, uh, <laughs> you know, that's, that's the life we lead. So, uh, again, thanks for coming to the show to keep up the great work at Mosul. Uh, we'll have a link to, um, some of the things about Mosul in the show notes. It's a great, it's a, like you said, it's, it's not just an MDM. It's, 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 it's everything else. It's everything you need to be successful at Apple. Apple. So keep up the great work and we'll chat again real soon. Thank you, Bradley. Thanks for having me again. Bye-bye.